0: Would you pray with me? God, this morning, as we come into this time and in this space, we recognize that we all come with so many different um, struggles and hopes and joys. We come into this place after beautiful weather this past weekend. And our hope and prayer this morning, God, is that we simply look up and we say, Thank you that even when all things are not good in our lives, that we will sing of your goodness in our life, that we will continue to know in a real and tangible way about your peace and about your love and about your joy. God, as we dive into your holy word this morning, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Our rock and our redeemer, and our good, good God. Amen. I've told you all this before, but that is one of my favorite songs. It doesn't really matter what kind of day I've had or um, uh, what's been going on. I can listen to that song. And it just fills me back up again. It's like a breath of fresh air um, when you feel like you're being suffocated. And so I'm grateful. um, I'm grateful for songs like that. And I'm grateful for worship songs that sing about God's goodness and remind me even when I'm not able to remind myself of that. So speaking of God's goodness, that's what we're talking about the next two weeks. We're in a sermon series around gratitude. And it's fitting because it's November and we are two weeks away from Thanksgiving. And so we have this opportunity to come and to talk about gratitude and what gratitude means in our lives. And what does our scripture even say about gratitude? Now this past week uh, when I was uh, at the doctor's office, um, I asked for something very specific I was looking for a prescription. Um, I have not been sleeping well the past, I don't know, however long I've been pregnant, four months, three months, however long it's been. I've been not sleeping well at all. And so I talked to my doctor on Friday and said, I need something. I need you to give me something. And so we kind of went down the list, and she said, well, you know, so w- what is it that's bothering you? And and um, are you? I said, I'm uncomfortable. I can't get comfortable. I can go to sleep, but I can't stay to sleep. Well, how many hours of sleep are you getting? Oh, about five or so, five or six. Oh, that's better than some other some other pregnant women. Oh, good. I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. And so we began this back and forth about, well, you know, you could do this, and you could do that, but... Um, but if we put you on something, you know, there's, there's risks involved with it. So we don't want to do that unless it's absolutely necessary. And I was like, well, yeah, that's true. She's like, and, you know, if we put you on something, then there's risk of withdrawals for your baby after the baby's born. So, you know, there's that as well. And, and then she went, so what I'm hearing you say is we're going to wait and see. Unless it's absolutely necessary, we're just going to keep monitoring it. I was like, is that what I said? Okay, sure, that's what I said. I wanted a prescription. I didn't want to talk about the problems anymore. I wanted to talk about a solution. Have you ever had those moments in your life where you are struggling with something, where you are frustrated by something, and you are done talking about the problem? You are done talking about all of the ways that it could have gone differently, and you just want a solution. I just want somebody to offer me a solution. I don't want to have to come up with it myself, but I need somebody to offer me a solution, a prescription. Well, today in our scripture, as I read the scripture over and over this week, Psalm 65, I found a little bit of a prescription. Now, hear me out. If you take medications, I am not telling you to stop taking your medication and just read scripture. Can you all nod and and tell me you? Yes, okay. I just want to make sure that is not what I am saying. But I found a prescription for gratitude, for how we understand gratitude and maybe some ways in which we can make some habits of gratitude. So today we are reading from Psalm 65. And if you know a little bit about the Psalms, you know that they are songs, they are poems. They are written like liturgy. So today, instead of just me reading the scripture for us and you looking or reading it on the screen, I would love it if you would read it with me. So similar to our call to worship or our, um, our prayer that we read in unison a few minutes ago, um, we're going to read this, um, this Psalm together. So verse 1 says, praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who answer prayer, to all to you all flesh shall come. When deeds of iniquity overwhelm us, you forgive our transgressions. Happy are those whom you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with deliverance, O God, of our salvation. You are the hope of all the ends of the earth and the farthest seas. By your strength, you establish the mountains. You are girded with might. You silence the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the ways, the tumult of the peoples. Those who live at earth's farthest bounds are awed by your signs. You make the gateways of the morning and the evening shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide the people with grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty, your wagon tracks overflow with riches, the pastures of the wilderness overflow, the hills gird themselves with joy, the meadows clothe themselves with flocks, the valleys deck themselves with grain they shout and sing together for joy. Amen. I read that scripture over and over again. And as I read it this week, something began to happen to me that was similar to what happens when I have a song stuck in my head like Goodness of God. I began to realize that it began to be sung in my mind all week. That my perspective began to change. That my frustrations, even though they were still there, began to shift a little bit. Diane Butler Bass wrote a book several years ago called Grateful. And in it, she talks about what gratitude is. And she tells us that gratitude, yes, is an emotion, but it's not just an emotion. Gratitude is more than an emotion. In fact, it is a disposition. She talks about the ethic of gratitude. That what if gratitude is actually an ethic in our lives? What if it is a disposition in our lives? Meaning, is there acts of gratitude that we can have and that we can do even when we don't feel like it? Is there things that we can say? Are there actions and exercises that we can do even when gratitude feels like the furthest thing from us? Is there something we can do to be grateful Even when we don't feel like it, it's a disposition, not just an emotion. I wonder today what it looks like if we begin to put in some habits or some exercises of gratitude in place. Now, again, you know me and you know that that word exercise is not always my favorite word, but I'm, 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 I'm becoming more used to it. One of the things that my doctor told me was to start doing yoga at night and some breathing exercises to help me sleep better. It's not what I wanted to hear, but it was a prescription of some sort. So today, let's talk about some exercises, some habits of gratitude, some things that we can do even when we don't feel grateful. The first is this, it comes from Psalm 33. What does it look like for us to be grounded? Now, I don't mean like when you get in trouble when you're a teenager and you're grounded. I mean, what does it look like for us to have our feet planted firmly on the ground? Psalm 33 says, It is fitting for the upright to praise God. Fitting for the upright. Now, what that means in the Hebrew Bible and for the Hebrew people, upright is not simply a term that is spiritual. You might think that they're just talking about the really righteous people. But spirituality and physical nature are one and the same for the Hebrew people. And so the word upright means to be physically upright. To get up and to put your feet on the ground. To be upright upright. What does it look for us to be grounded, to start every morning by putting our feet firmly on the ground and simply recognizing the earth around us? Verses 9 through 13 of Psalm 65 that we just read, I wonder what it would look like for us this next week when we get up in the morning and we put our feet on the ground before we look at our phone, before we use the restroom, before we do anything. What if we just took a moment and grounded ourselves? Look around at God's creation. Verses 9 through 13 are about the ecology of God's creation. It is about all that God has done in creation and giving thanks and looking around for the beauty of nature. When was the last time that you were awed by the beauty of God's creation? Now, some of us live in beautiful places and, and see that very often. I'm often uh, jealous of my parents who live in Colorado because I'm like, well, I mean, that's not hard for you now, is it? But God's beautiful creation is all around us, not just in certain places. But we have to be grounded. You know that phrase, holy ground? That God said to Moses when he appeared to Moses in the holy bush, in the burning bush, he said, take off your sandals, Moses, for this is holy ground. Moses was in the wilderness. Moses was not in the most beautiful place. And Moses certainly was not looking for God. In fact, he was running away from God and running away from his problems. And in the midst of that, God says, stop. For the place that you are right in this moment is holy ground. Do you see it? Do you feel it? Do you recognize it every single day that the area that we are is holy ground? This week, I want to encourage you to plant your feet. And if you want a second exercise every time you put your feet on the ground every morning and maybe every time when you go to sleep, what does it look like for you to start with gratitude? Start the day with it. End the day with it. Remind yourself of God's creation, of the holy ground, and the holy places that God has put us. And what a privilege that might be. Often days I... often days I start with a sigh. <sighs> another day. And many of the days recently, I feel like I just can't catch a break. We're in the fall, and I'm, I've been sick, my son's been sick, and we have had one thing after another, and we are just snowballing straight into Thanksgiving and the end of the year, and I'm just exhausted all the time. But I wonder today if instead of focusing on the exhaustion or the things that have to get done, what if I instead look at the ways in which God has put opportunities in my life? The privilege to be about the work that God has called me to. The privilege to be a mom and a wife and a pastor the privilege to have friends and coworkers, the privilege of getting to have food on a table every day, the privilege of having running water, the privilege of driving a car. What does it look like if our disposition our habit, looked a little bit different? I think it would widen our perspective. That is what the psalm is talking about, widening our perspective, not just seeing things that are right in front of us, but instead seeing a fuller picture, the beautiful picture of God's glory, the beautiful picture of all that God has created that we are called to be stewards of. And it widens our perspective. Diane Butler Bass actually quotes Parker Palmer in talking about having what is called a soft gaze. Now we're not talking about people that have a a, a type of feature as a soft gaze, but it's actually something that you learn in martial arts. I know, kid, it's hard, but I'm grateful for you. Praise God. (laughs) I know. I want mama. It's called a soft gaze, and it's actually used in martial arts. Have you ever noticed when people in martial arts, they, they tend to sense all of the things around them? Have you ever seen a movie with martial arts, arts in it, and they can sense someone coming up behind them? Or you see a scene where they're training, and they actually blindfold them for them to be able to have an awareness of what is going on around them? That's what a soft gaze is and I wonder today what it would look like for us if we grounded ourselves in gratitude had habits of gratitude if we would actually be able to see things outside of what's right in front of us but instead widen our perspective have a soft gaze to be able to see the things that are beyond just what's right in front of us finally today I think that we've got to flex our faith how often do we talk about our own strength and our own success? How often are we focused on the things around us and the things that help us, that benefit us? Did you hear all of the times that the scripture today in Psalms says the word you? Not you meaning you, but you God, capital U. You. It says, You forgive, you answer, you are the hope. By your strength, you establish the mountains. You are girded with might. You silence the roaring of the seas. You make the gateways of the morning and the evening shout for joy. You water, you provide, you prepare, you crown. I wonder today if our gratitude and our perspective and the way in which we go about our days is focused on how strong we are or how strong our God is. This scripture, this psalm is all about provision. It's not about the strength and the might that we bring to a situation, but instead the strength of our God I wonder how much stronger we would be. I wonder how much more flexible our faith would be if we were more focused on God's strength and what God is doing instead of what we are doing or what we can do or what we have to get done. I love talking about God's strength when we are talking about veterans and on Veterans Weekend. It's what they say in their oath, I will bear true faith. I will bear true faith. They aren't talking about their own strength, they are talking about being bearers of something else. We are the ones that have an avenue, a responsibility, not to our own strength, but instead to the strength that God has and to be witnesses to that strength. What does it look like for us today? to finish those sentences of Psalm 65 on our own. If you were to describe God in action, how would you describe God? What has God done for you? One of the things that this scripture does is it doesn't talk in the past tense, it talks in the present tense. You forgive, you answer. It's not just talking about what God has done, but it's talking about what God is doing. That is the hope for us today, is that God is not simply in the past. God is not simply in a story that is far removed from us. God is in the present moment with us. God's strength is present and available to us now. And we are bearers of that truth. We are bearers of that true faith. I was reminded a few weeks ago of that word integrity. When you think about veterans and when you think about someone who is noble, someone with great character, you think about that word integrity. My mom took me out to our farm to pull weeds one summer um, and told me that uh, it was to uh, teach me character and to build integrity. It did not, but I learned a little bit about integrity. Do you know that word integrity is also used when we talk about building a bridge? Architects talk about the word integrity. They talk about the strength of the bridge by talking about its integrity. If a bridge is completed, if a bridge is strong, if a bridge is safe, then when heavy pressure goes across it, its integrity stays intact. I wonder today if we've thought about integrity in that same way recently. That when it goes under pressure, when we go under pressure, when we don't think that anything is working in our favor, does our faith stay intact? Do we have a faith that is strong enough that when pressure is put on it, it stays intact? Gratitude is a way in which we keep our faith intact gratitude is a way in which we keep our faith flexible and strong it's like that word resilient we could be people of resilience who who like a rubber band even when we are stretched do not remember or forget our form When we are stretched, even though things get hard, even though things can get complicated, we don't forget our original form, our original calling, our original witness. We are bearers of true faith. We have resiliency, integrity, tenacity. Those are never words I used to associate with gratitude. I did a whole year on gratitude several years ago when I was at First United Methodist Church Richardson. We had what was called the year of gratitude, and we were challenged to write a thank you note every day of the year, 365 thank yous. Now, I got to tell you, when I got to the end of that year, I did not feel very grateful at times. And I have often said, I don't know that I'm ever gonna be grateful again. Pastor Clayton Oliphant ruined me for gratitude because he really put the habit and the exercise of gratitude in me. But what it instilled in me was that it was a habit, a discipline, a disposition that we could carry as people of faith, not just a feeling. That same year was the year that my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and my dad had open heart surgery. What I can tell you is that gratitude, when the pressure came on, my faith did not break because of gratitude. Because of giving thanks to God for the things that I otherwise would have not had perspective on or awareness of. Because instead I would have been simply focused on what was right in front of me. You see that term soft gaze in that wider perspective talks about having a wider perspective not just so that you can see things beyond what's right in front of you but because sometimes we get so focused on what's right in front of us that martial arts tells us that it can trigger a fight or flight reaction from us. When we only see the things that are right in front of us It can trigger in us a fight or flight reaction. And so, having a soft gaze, a broader perspective, a wider perspective helps us to see that we have more faith and more strength than we could on our own. It is God's strength, it is God's provision, it is God's preparing for us that makes us people who have a great sense of faith. When I read this psalm, as we read a few minutes ago in 65, it is a, um, called a Thanksgiving of Bounty over the earth. It is one of the few psalms that is talked about that talks about the earth's bounty. And when I read this psalm, I think about the very first Thanksgiving. And I think about the ways in which they gathered and feasted together and thanked God for God's creation. Now, you may remember that first Thanksgiving in the history of that first Thanksgiving, 100 people sailed over on the Mayflower and landed in the colony of Massachusetts. But do you remember that of those 100 people that sailed over, only 50 remained by the time they got there? And by the time they got there, They were outnumbered two to one by Native Americans who were there. And when they gathered together on that first Thanksgiving, they gathered together to give God thanks for God's provision. Could you imagine after losing family members, after being on a boat for that long, after having that much Turmoil in your life and struggle in your life that you would then decide to come together and thank God? Thank God? Gratitude is not a feeling, it is a disposition. Gratitude is not about all of the things that could have gone better or all of the struggles that we wish would have been different, but instead what God does for us in the midst of it. And sometimes all we have is gratitude, sometimes all we can say to God is thank you. I don't know maybe what the first people who came over on the Mayflower, I don't know what their prayers or what their gratitude looked like, but what I do know is that even if it was simple, it gave them strength, it gave them perspective, maybe it even kept them grounded. I'm going to invite the band to come back on the stage. And as they're coming back up, we're going to sing one more song. And this song talks about even when things aren't going well, can I just have one hallelujah? Can it put a song in your heart that talks about gratitude? My prayer for you today and my prayer for me today is that as we go into the season of gratitude that maybe we could exhibit an exercise of gratitude, a habit, one or two of gratitude for all that God has done. Now, I don't know that that gratitude needs to look like writing a really long note every day or having a really, a lot of things to say. You can come sit up here with me. Do you wanna come stand up here with me? Come here. I'm grateful for you, Oh, even when you're a mess. Oh. So what does it look like for us to give thanks for God, to God? To give thanks to God even when things aren't going our way. To give thanks for God even when we are struggling. To give thanks to God for all that God has done. This song is one of my favorite songs because it says, I don't have much, but what I do have, I give to God. I don't know much, but what I do know is God's goodness. I don't know what will be, but I do know that God will be with me. May we be people with a flexible faith and with a tenacity and resilience and even integrity that helps us to remember God's strength, not our own. Amen.